you're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome to episode 16 of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to join on the line. It's the author of the Western League Bulletin, Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom, how are you? Good afternoon, Ian. Yeah, doing well, thanks. Yourself? Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. Um, very pleasant um, uh, weekend I had down in the beautiful waterfront city of Portsmouth. Uh, were you able to uh, Were you able to take in any football this weekend? Unfortunately not. No, a little bit of a, a little bit of an ankle injury, so I'm a little bit um, delayed at the moment. But um, yeah, plenty to write about, which is always always good fun. Good. Were you the victim of a two-footed challenge? That's what <laughs> I you want to know. Say, yes. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> sure what happened to me in all honesty. So um, yeah, not not the greatest. But as I say, uh, plenty of football to write about, and um, yeah, it's, it's been been a fun week again. Good. Well, we, we hope that perhaps ne- this time next week you might be able to tell us about your keyhole surgery. But, but perhaps <laughs> perhaps let, let's hope it doesn't come to that. Anyway, we, you're absolutely right. We have got plenty of football to talk about, which is interesting because, of course, the weather has started to ravage mm. our fixture list. But we do still have plenty of football to talk about, not least, of course, um, the FA Vars, with plenty of our teams uh, in action in that competition. So we'll, um, uh, we will be covering that shortly. Um, but uh, we'll start off then by looking at the, uh, the, the fixtures starting on Tuesday, the 7th of November. And um, we've got a pre- well. We, we 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 would have had a Premier Division tie between Longwell Green Sports and Bridport. Unfortunately, that one was beaten. Uh, I'm assuming by the weather. Um, but we did have football in the First Division uh, at Ashton and Backwell. Yeah, and an exciting game there. Uh, Bishop City coming out three two winners in the end. <coughs> yeah, uh, Bishop City took the lead um, soon after the breakthrough. That rider uh, before Ashton uh, levelled things up through Callum Biggins. Uh, Lydia then went ahead once again uh, through Harry Miller. Uh, following a pretty slick attack, uh, with then six minutes left on the clock, uh, Tom Smart looked to have secured a point for Ashton, uh, but once more, this City went ahead, uh, and this time it was for good, and it was James Quick who scored the late winner. Well, unfortunately, the weather did beat us at Malmesbury, Victoria, where the, where, where the, uh, the hosts entertained Calm Town. Again, that game postponed. Looking into the Somerset County Premier Cup, which is a competition that I've always... Um, had a lot of interest in, but I do know that uh, many of our member clubs find the uh, the fixture congestion something of a chore. Well, I think actually this week's fixtures are a reason why um, the competition is uh, is to be celebrated, and um, because um, well, Bath City visited Canesham Town and there was an absolute monster crowd. There was 336 people there, which is great to see. Uh, obviously a, a midweek game, so even even better. Uh, and it was it wasn't many goals for, for them to cheer. Just the one nil win for Bath City, uh, and they go on to the next round. Uh, Dan Ball scoring the goal for them. Uh, and Canesham's good run of form in the league will ho- hopefully continue for them. But um, no Somerset Cup um, uh, luck for them this season. Well, um, I'm sure that a fair few quid was put behind the bar in that one, so um, um, Canesham hopefully got something of a consolation with that. Now, um, Radstock odd down, Wells City, Poulton Rovers, and Welton Rovers against Larkall Athletic, they all um, succumbed to the weather, but um, although that there was an absence of goals at Canesham, there was an absolute glut of them at Wincanton, um, where the visitors were none other than Yeovil Town, and another monster crowd as well, Tom. Yeah, indeed. Uh, Wincanton Town having over 277 fans for the visit of Yeovil. Uh, and they, they took the, the scalp, uh, a 4-2 win on penalties after the, uh, the game of finished free all. Uh, they were behind uh, 2-0 at half-time and then 3-1 during extra time. Uh, but uh, two goals from Chris Hastings helped them get to penalties uh, where they fell off uh, the league two opponents. Uh, 4-2 win and uh, it's Wincanton who are through to the next round. An excellent result. 
Absolutely. Wincanton very much at the races on that occasion. Mm. Now, we move into Wednesday the 8th of November. Clearly, um, things had thawed out a little bit or dried up a bit because both of our county Premier Cup games were on. Chardtown uh, hosted Wellington and uh, another six-goal thriller here, but a little bit more one-sided than that Wincanton-Yeovil fixture. Yeah, and it was the away side who prevailed. Uh, 5-1 win for Wellington. Uh, Ian Bellinger, uh, Sam Tower, Jack Bryan and Kai Fisher uh, all getting on the score sheet for the Tangerines in that one. And uh, six goals at Chard, seven goals at Clevedon and still another comprehensive win for the home side there. Yeah, 6-1 win, as you say, for Clevedon. Uh, Hat-trick for captain Clayton Fortune and uh, further goals from Dane O'Connor and Alex Russell helping them to the next round. Well, from the Somerset... Uh, FA Premier Cup to the FA Vars and a uh, few fixtures to, to run you through we'll start off with the all Western League tie between two of the big boys in the Premier Division Buckland Athletic and Bradford Town yeah this was the game that we did Mark last week it's the one, one to look out for of course and it's uh, Bradford uh, who are through to the next round uh, a repeat result of the, the league game uh, seven weeks previously at home as Heath where they prevailed 2-1 uh, a goal of first half was followed uh, soon after by Will Halliston putting Bradford ahead. Uh, Sam Jordan then doubled their lead uh, around the 70th minute mark. And then uh, Buckland did manage to get one back through Richard Groves, uh, but there was no, no equaliser. And it's uh, Bradford here through to the next round. And I took the opportunity of that, uh, that important win there for Bradford Town to catch up with the manager, Danny Greaves. Of course, he's not a stranger to the podcast, but I couldn't pass up on the opportunity to get Danny's thoughts on that fantastic victory away at Buckland Athletic. I think when, uh, when the draw was made, probably about four weeks ago now, I think we looked at it thinking uh, slightly disappointed, um, pulling out probably one of the best teams in, in this level um, one of the one of the best teams you could probably draw at this stage. Um, so we were we were very very disappointed. I'm sure they were as well. Um, but at some stage you've got to play these sides, and they seem to be such a touching wood here. They seem to be a bit of a lucky side for for ourselves at the minute. We've uh, we've gone down there three times in the last um, 18 months, um, and so far we're undefeated. We've we we drew there last year in the league. Um, we had a very good win. There about four or five weeks ago um, in the league, and obviously to go there again um, and, and pick up a win in, in a very very big cup competition as uh, FA Vars is is a, is a great great achievement for the lads and the club. So we're all, we're all delighted. So when that draw was made, was it a case of better the devil you know, or would you have preferred it if your boys had gone sort of further afield to the Shoalings um, or the Newport Isle of Whites of this world? Yeah, I think you're right. Looking at it like that, um, there's a there's a case of yeah, we we know we know all about the teams in the in the Western League, um, so you, you know what you're coming up against. You know who to look out for. You know how teams set up and play. Um, whereas if you go further afield, you know less about them. But that also comes with probably a little bit less fear. Boys go boys could possibly go there and relax, but it is a bit of a, a bit of an unknown. I think. At, this stage in the competition, um, fairly early in, in a competition, I think most clubs would be looking for a home draw. Potentially, you could you could pull aside from the from the level the league below. Um, that would probably be the ideal situation. Um, but like I say, you've, you've got to go and play these teams at some stage, and and we know plenty about Buckland, and and they knew knew plenty about us. So it was always going to be a, an extremely tough game. 
You, you mentioned that it's early in the competition. Drawing a side like Buckland when you're going head-to-head with them in the Premier Division at the moment, I suppose there, there, there could have been a temptation, certainly amongst some supporters, that they thought, well, actually, we'd chuck this game if, um, if it means we can concentrate on our league form. Of course, you've been incredibly impressive uh, in the league. Was there an element of that in your mind? Is the VARs a distraction or is that a competition that you've targeted this year? I think it's, um, it's definitely a competition that, um, that we, we targeted as a club. Um, we, we had a fairly good run last year. Um, disappointed in the way we went out, left a bit of a, a bit of taste in our mouths, and it kind of gives us that uh, that little target to go and try and beat uh, beat this year and try and go one step further. I think um, is a is a great competition, prestigious competition. I think um, you, you've got a, you've re- got a realistic chance of uh, going far. I think the Western League is um, is a strong league. And clubs in this league should be looking to to try and go into the later stages of the competition, and that's uh, that's what we're aiming to do. Um, but the draw um, is, is is imminent. Um, we'll find out who we're going to get, and it'll be um, whoever you get in this in this competition from from whatever region. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be an extremely tough game, but one that we definitely want to take seriously and and, and go and try and win and go as far as we can. Well, we'll have a chat about the draw in a minute, but um, let's look back on that game against Buckland because it was nil all at half-time, wasn't it? Were you pleased with the first-half performance? Yeah, very, very pleased. Um, we came off at half-time. We were um, extremely proud of the, the players and the, the way they performed in the first 45 minutes. Um, we knew it was going to be a bit of a hostile environment. Um, they had a, a, a fairly big crowd there, but we took um, we took 50 fans ourselves and our fans seem to love travelling to travelling to Buckland. The coach was full. Uh, we had uh, fans travelling down on the train, and um, we put in a really, really good display. First forty-five, and you always think when you when you perform that well in the first half and don't take some of the chances that you've created, um, you seem to think that you may have missed your opportunity. Um, but to be fair to the boys, they hit those levels again in the in the early part of the second half um, and managed to get get ourselves two goals in and two goals in front and then it was a case of defending well and, and hanging on a little bit at the end but that's to be that's to be expected yeah Richard Groves got um, Buckland back in the contest but not before Will Halston and Sam Jordan had, had put you uh, had put you two nil up was it a question of um, parking the bus for those final minutes was it a bit of the old-fashioned squeaky bum time it, it was a little bit um we as a the management team on the side, we didn't um, we didn't necessarily give the instruction to to sit back. We made um, we made a couple of substitutions. They were they were positive substitutions to try and um, to try and keep going the way the way that we were performing um, in the early parts of the game. But I think naturally, um, the boys put a lot of effort in um, some tired legs out there, and and, and mentally um, you, you're trying to hold on. Um, so it was. It was a little bit of a, as you say, squeaky bum time towards the end, um, but we defended well as a team. At the end of the day, we, we, we thoroughly deserved to, to, to get the result. Um, so, yeah, proud, proud of the boys and, and the club as a whole. Well, as you mentioned just now, we are only minutes away from the draw for the third round, uh, so it'll be interesting to see who you get. I mean, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure you did have a, have a, a little look down the, uh, the results from the weekend. Uh, in your own mind, you know, is there a tie that you fancy, or perhaps more to the point, is there a tie that you definitely don't? <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, we did have a look, look through the results, obviously. Um, 
our big one of our biggest rivals, Melksham Town, is are still in the competition. They had a very good, uh, very good win, um, and they're they're going really strong in the league at the moment. Their forms, their forms, pretty good. Um, so I think we would probably want to avoid that tie um, and save that for for later on in the competition if we're both still in there. I think that would be good for the good for the town and good for the league um, if we could, we can both progress. But as I say, every um, every tie in in. Every, every team that you could potentially pull in the next round um, will be tough. Um, so, ideally, we just we'll, we'll just be looking for a home draw. I think um, try and get some fans through the gate. Um, the extra money helps as well. So, that's probably what we'll be what we'll be hoping for um, in the next couple of minutes when the draw's made. Well, we certainly wish you luck with that draw. One final question, um, Danny, and that is when we look at the, the form of, I mean, Buckland actually were the shining example in last year's Vars, um, but um, after they left the competition, um, their league form did fall away slightly. Do you see the opportunity for the cup competitions as a way to maintain the momentum for your league challenge, or are you, are you a bit concerned that come the post-Christmas period, um, the build-up of fixtures might prove problematic for you? No, I, I, I look at it as um, in, a, in a positive way. I think winning winning breeds confidence. Um, all of the boys they just love playing football. Um, they want to play. They just want to play games all of all of the time. And we've got a, a fairly decent sized squad. Um, so we we want to stay in the cup competitions as, as as long as possible and keep that um, keep the lads keep the lads on their toes. Keep them wanting to play in games. Keep that fight for fight for places uh, in in the team going and I, as I said I think winning breeds confidence um, this week we've got another two two cup games uh, we've got Westbury in the Wilts Cup on Wednesday which will be a very very tough game a local derby um, and then we've got Street on Friday night in the Les Phillips Cup so a big cup week for the cup week for the club and, and hopefully we can come through it and, and still be in all competitions because um, it's important for us to, to keep winning games and my thanks to Danny for his time. Now then, Bridgewater Town, they travelled to Farnham Town. Yeah, indeed, uh, a 3-2 win for Bridgewater. Uh, great success for them. Uh, first half penalty uh, from Mike Duffy, uh, had them level at the break, uh, and then it was two second half goals from Ryan Burrows, firing them to the 3-2 the win away at Farnham. Now, Hengrove Athletic, they travelled to Newport on the Isle of Wight. And the, the Solent, as I know well, is alleged to be one of the most expensive pieces of water to cross in the world, if you look at it per mile. But um, it certainly proved that way for Hengrove Athletic. <laughs> yeah, tough trip, this one. Unfortunately, Hengrove uh, go down to a pretty hefty defeat, batting uh, in six for the second time in the week. 6-2, uh, uh, they suffered at the hands of Newport, but I'm sure it was a, uh, it was a fun day nonetheless. And Wellington, um, they had another away day again. They were in Hampshire, they were at Showling, far too close to Southampton for my liking, and unfortunately, um, Wellington succumbed. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a close one. Uh, they were one all into the dying moments, uh, nearly forcing extra time, but unfortunately, Showling managed to get the late winner. Uh, yeah, 2-1 win for them, and uh, unfortunately Wellington are out. Well, want- Wantage were found wanting at home to Premier Division Melksham Town. Yeah, really impressive performance here from Melksham. Uh, pretty much killing the game off uh, very early on. Uh, they were two goals ahead in, uh, inside the opening eight minutes. Uh, two headers from Warren Maidman and Jake Brown, both uh, from Ben Thompson croppers. Uh, and then uh, the rest of the game was all about Mr Brown. Uh, scoring twice more to complete a really good hat-trick. Um, yeah, and Wantage found wanting by, by Mr. Brown, and it was 4-1 uh, to Melksham. 
Well, we only had one other tie, and that was a home tie, so only two of our sides uh, were actually at home. Will and Rovers was the second. Uh, they had a good crowd of 157, but the home fans won't have gone home happy, will they, Tom? No, unfortunately not. They were ahead at the break. Uh, Craig Veal putting, uh, putting them in the lead, uh, but they weren't able to hang on, and Westfield fought back after after half-time to, to force the win, and unfortunately Will and um, out the FAVs. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Tool Station. But it's a... Uh... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Tool Station website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect another helping hand from Tool Station. Your best mate for the job. Now, we move on to the Tool Station Premier Division. And um, Bridport, they were at home to Chipping Sudbury Town. Again, the game was postponed. Bridport, a bit cursed. That's two fixtures um, in a week have been postponed due to the weather conditions. You don't obviously want to be playing them at the moment because the game's likely to get called off. Um, but Brislington, they were in action and they entertained Shepton Mallet. They were. Uh, and it was a 1-0 win for Brislington. Extremely late goal. Uh, 93rd minute, maybe against the... Uh against the form uh, form guide a little bit this one uh, Lewis Britton uh, substitute coming on uh, with 10 minutes to go and he struck in as I say 93rd minute um, a 1-0 win for Brisington at Iron Mold Lane Cabri Heath and Clevedon Town that one didn't beat the weather but Cribs got a game on against Street and Richard Fay's men continue their impressive run of form yeah they took advantage of the, the cup games and the, uh, the cool offs to extend their lead at the top of the table uh, Josh Wadham providing a couple of assists early on for uh, Steve Murray and Craig Herrod uh, and then with 20 minutes left on the clock, Jake Morford uh, pretty much ended the game, putting Street three, three goals ahead uh, before Cribs grabbed a, a late consolation. Uh, but it wasn't to, to, to spark a late comeback and uh, Street ran out 3-1 winners. And I'm pleased to see that Wells City, last week's guest on the podcast, have managed to avoid the curse of the podcast. Their, con- their good run of form continues uh, in their win against Hallen. Yeah, consecutive winners now for, for Wells. Um, and this one... Uh, away at a fellow struggler in Hallam, uh, and it was Harry Davidson who scored the only goal of the game uh, midway through the second half, uh, a 1-0 win for Wells. And finally in the Premier Division, Longwell Green Sports against Odd Down, that game uh, unfortunately was postponed as well. And we'll drop down now into the First Division, and we start with a six-goal thriller at, uh, at, Am- at Almondsbury. Yeah, it really was. Uh, a three-all draw, a uh, share of the points there. Uh, no, it's a very entertaining encounter. Um, after 25 minutes, uh, Amundsbury were in control, uh, thanks to a pair of early goals from Greg Parr and Danny Lane, uh, before Steve Burton pulled a goal back on the, the stroke of half-time to, to keep Sherbourne in it. Uh, Josh Williams then headed Sherbourne level, uh, and the game was completely turned on its head when they went ahead uh, through Sam Farthing. Uh, but it was the game then uh, nearing full-time. Amundsbury managed to register an equaliser through Josh Scully-Rogers uh, to grab a share of the points. So, yeah, three all there. Slightly closer between Bishops Lydiard and Warminster Town. Yeah, a really, really late goal, uh, just as, as, as there was in the Premier Division. Uh, 1-0 win for Bishops Lydiard, uh, a 92nd minute, this one, uh, from Charlie Wilson. Uh, the visitors uh, now 11 games without a win uh, in all competitions, unfortunately. So, yeah, it was Bishops Lydiard who took home the three points. And Bristol Telephone's poor runner form continues, this time away to Chard Town. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Chard Town... Uh, for, for Bristol Telephones anyway, uh, running out 4-2 winners. Uh, it's their second win over the, uh, the Telephones this season, so they've completed the double. Uh, Ollie Pearson took them ahead early uh, before Alex Staffy, who's doing well recently, doubled their advantage. Uh, Bristol Telephones did manage to score twice in the final 20 minutes, but uh, so did Chris, uh, James Boyd in the charge, uh, 
so they ran out 4-2 winners. Cheddar against Carn Town couldn't beat the weather, but um, Corsham Town, they played at home against Radstock Town, and an absolutely monster crowd, Tom, of 194. We really need to get Corsham on the podcast, because I don't know what they're putting in the water down there, but it certainly seems to be working. Yeah, the South Bank ground has seen some big, big attendances in recent uh, times, and 194, as you say, really good good to see. Um, and Unfortunately, for Corsham, they didn't uh, manage to get any points on this occasion. It was Radstock who ran out to no winners. Uh, James Russell doing really well recently, another, another man in in good form. Uh, he opened the scoring for them uh, and, yeah, they grabbed the 2-0 win. Devices, they were at home to Malmesbury, Victoria. Yeah, Malmesbury coming from behind in this one uh, to win 3-2. Uh, first half brace from Tom Slater, uh, sandwich a goal from Tyler Cornell, uh, so the Devices led 2-1 at the break. Uh, Slater's opener coming inside the opening minute of the game, one of the earliest goals we'll see this season, I'd have thought. Uh, Sam Ockwell then levelled things up just for the hour mark for Malmesbury uh, and then with nine minutes left on the clock, they managed to completely turn the game round. Uh, Jamie Packer finding the back of the net, and they ran out three-two winners. Old Nabatonians against Welton Rovers, two of the uh, division's um, form sides there. Unfortunately, that game um, had to be postponed. But um, Portishead Town, they got their game on. They, the visitors were Bishop Sutton. Yeah, another really close affair this one, uh, and it was a cross-come shot that was different between the sides from Sam Downs, uh, giving Bishop Sutton the one-nil win. Um, Roman Glass and George, they were at home to Chippenham Park. Yeah, late drama in this one as well. Uh, Oakland Park, it was a one-all draw. Uh, Chippenham Park went ahead midway through the second half, uh, thanks to Charlie Norman. Uh, and they looked to be heading uh, towards three points uh, before Roman Glass were awarded the spot kick uh, in, the, in the final few moments. Uh, Ken Oney uh, coming off the bench to, to fire home and uh, grab the share of the points as they won all there. Uh, Westbury United, they returned to winning ways at home to Ashton and Backwell. Yeah, hoping that last week's defeat was just a blip uh, for, for Westbury fans. Uh, they've, as you say, returned to winning away 2-0 at Huntwashton and Backwell. Uh, and it was a pair of, pair of goals from uh, Dan Kovacs helping them to the, to the win. And finally in the First Division, Wincanton Town. At the races, of course, in the week, they entertained Yeovil and won in the Somerset Premier Cup. The visitors on Saturday were Canesham Town, high-flying Canesham Town, and uh, Wincanton did succumb. Yeah, the comeback kids, I think, Kenshin recently. Uh, definitely away from home, picking up a few a few really important victories. Uh, and this one, as I say, they were down at half-time, but, but they managed to turn it around. 2-1 winners, they ran out. Uh, James Batchelor and Matt Long scoring the goals for the Ks, uh, and they roll on. 2-1 winners there. Well, that was another good win for Canesham, currently sitting second in the table, and I took the opportunity uh, of that win away at Wincanton to catch up with Canesham's manager, John Allen, and I started off by asking John about that impressive win at the weekend. Yeah, it was a fantastic result for us. It's always a really hard place to go and visit Wincanton away. Um, in pretty poor conditions, it's fair to say. The referee, fair play, got, got the game on. Um, we travelled down there, did a last-minute pitch inspection, and he deemed it fit to play. And Wincanton did a lot of hard work to, to get it on, and obviously for them, off the back of um, a good away win at Bristol Telephones and then beating the Oval in a in the Somerset Cup during the midweek, obviously they were they were quite eager to get it on because obviously they're in they're in good form. So it was always going to be tough, um, and we obviously got the points, which we're all particularly happy about. Uh, you did it the hard way, though, didn't you? You were one nil down at half time, so um, you must have um, were, were teacups thrown. No teacups certainly weren't thrown. We uh, we we felt in the first half we actually played quite well. Um, they're dangerous. They're a dangerous side in front of goal, and they they had literally I think. Mean, one or two opportunities, obviously, we were able to take one. I felt with the amount of ball we had in the first half, we didn't create as many chances as we'd like. Um, we didn't really commit bodies too much into the box in the first half. Uh, 
and at half time a lot of the team thought was around us committing people into the box um, to get on the end of the balls we were putting in there so within five minutes credit to credit to our forwards and the forward line essentially um, we were 2-1 up within five minutes of the second half so whatever was said uh, it sunk in <laughs> Excellent stuff. Well, you've been you've been on a, an interesting run of form over the last couple of months. You're, you're riding high in the league. You're second at the moment in the table, so you're clearly doing something right. But you've come up against some of the division's um, big boys. You came up against an informed Welton Rovers, and um, Radstock Town gave you a, a hard time as well. But you, you, you've, you've taken a maximum points away at Ashton and Backwell. You had a good result against Bristol Telephones as well. So it's a bit of a mixed bag, I suppose. Yeah, we've had a, we've had a bit of a tough start to the season in respect of we had to play our first nine, nine games away from home due to, due to ground improvements. So that was always a tough start. Uh, and we've done really well. I think we picked up 15 points away from a maximum, 18 away from home in this league is, is you know, is really good. So uh, you know, we, we have had a good start. Yeah, Bradstock we played at home the other week. They were very well organised as we as we kind of expected. I think Shane had watched us a few times and we had a few night matches, obviously catching up on the early games which we couldn't play in. And I think they watched us and they did their own work on us and, and did and did a good job on us. In all fairness, on the day we um put in a pretty good performance against Bristol Telephone during the week. Uh, came out 3-1 winners. And, you know, with, with Shane watching that game, had a game plan. It was a really good game, actually. Both sides quite even. In all fairness, I think on the day, you know, a draw for us was actually, I'm not quite happy with a draw. Rarely do I say that, but if you'd watched the game, I think Radstock had the better of the chances, although we could have nicked it at the end. But that's the nature of this league. There's no ever, never an easy game. And, you know, Division one in this uh, in the Western League, anyone can beat anyone on the day. Now. When I speak to your um, colleagues, your managerial colleagues, Canesham Town is often a name that comes up as a team to watch, you know, which your league position um, uh, would, would support. Indeed, you know, Canesham did very well um, last season and were, were considered unlucky not to have secured um, um, promotion. Do you feel that you are one of the marked teams when you, when you go? Are you a bit of a scalp? Well, I think if you look at the way Canesham finished last year and how close they came, I think they're always going to be in the running or certainly talked about of you know, this season of, you know, trying to go one stage further. Um, when I came in the summer after Chris Chris had resigned, um, basically we worked really hard to retain most of the squad. It, we, Rob Sheraton retired, which was the club captain. Uh, only Rob, Ben Harris and Ash Wintle left. So we managed to retain a real nucleus of the squad. And then we brought in some very experienced players I've known well into the squad to, just to strengthen it. So... Yes, I'd say we were a sculptor purely because of the hard work done previous to me by the previous management staff and, and team to get where they were last year. So, yeah, always, always it's a big club game. You know, they're always quite renowned for that. Um, you know, a, big, a, big, a big club in a, in a big town. So, yeah, it's nice to come down there, especially on the 4G. Teams can either do well on it or, you know, or they can do the opposite and not play it too well. Well, I'm going to put the boot on the other foot now, John. Um, um, which teams that have you come up against so far this season that have impressed you? Who do you think the runners and riders are going to be in this year's first division? From what I've seen so far, I mean, the, the teams that have, have impressed, probably Radstock at home, certainly through their organisation, I thought, you know, on the day were, were excellent. Uh, Raymond Glass also beat us at home. Um, and on the night, I have to say that I thought they were the better side. Apart from that, as I said... Bristol Telephone is always going to be tough. Always going to be tough. They got some a very, very good attack.
attacking lineup. We've taken three points in Bristol Telephones and, and getting the one at Rad, one point against Radstock. I, I probably so far anyone could be anyone. It's still so early. For what I've seen so far, I'd probably say Radstock would probably the two the most organised side we played. Uh, yeah, you've got Malmesbury coming up on Saturday, shortly followed by Westbury United at home. Top against second, that's going to be an absolute humdinger, isn't it? We don't know too much about them this year. Obviously, they've, they've improved from last year. Um, and on paper, if you look at some of the players they've signed, they're obviously as a club trying to go in the, in the right direction. So, yeah, firstly, second, always going to be always going to be a big game. But again, at this early stage of the season, there's not much emphasis on us from... Being that, that an important game, it's, it's November, um, and the nature of this league. If you look at the history of it, you know people that normally go on runs after Christmas um, can get promoted out of this league. And I think if we're in the top ten of it right now, especially, which I think is only ten points divide, certainly from eleven to, to one. You know anyone, anyone can do well in this league. And you know, if we're in the top ten right now, if you get a run together after Christmas, anything's possible. One final question for you, John. You, you mentioned that obviously you took over um, in the summer. When you started this season, what expectations were there for you at the club? What targets did you set for yourself and the players? Well, obviously, we, the lads had to pick themselves up sort of narrowly missing, missing out on, on promotion. So, first and foremost, you know, we sat them down and said, look, there's no massive pressure on you to go and repeat that. But like every manager at every club, we've all got ambitions of promotion, so I'm no different to anybody else. Um, as, a, as a management team, both myself, Russell and, and, and Mark, we want to achieve promotion. And I'm, as I said, no different to anyone else there. Um, and just to continue the good work which was done previously, as I said, the club, both on and off the pitches, we should have now going in the, in the right direction. You know, the last couple of years, uh, Chris, Sean Day and Russ built a a real strong basis for me to come in and, and, and carry on. Um, one thing we do get every week, we're going to be supportive. Um, I, I mentioned earlier how big a town Kenshin is, and if you know it, it's getting bigger. Um, you know, we're, we're averaging 120 people a game watching us. I think 160 watchers against Bristol Bones, albeit that was a local derby. Um, so we are getting a, a, a lot of people in through the game, and we want that to continue. So... On and off the club, ambitions no different than else. Promotion to, to the Prem, where this club once once before. And my thanks to John for his time. Now then, uh, we've done the fixtures, Tom. Now it's a chance to uh, look ahead to what's coming up this week, and um, we start with um, first division action on Tuesday, the fourteenth of November. Yeah, there's the solitary fixture on Tuesday night uh, in the first division. It's Radstock Town, uh, and they host Bishop Sutton. That's the 7.30 kick-off. Yeah, it'll be a good game. Bishop Sutton have been in good form of late, and uh, something something of a local derby. Not particularly local, but certainly um, for, for North East Somerset, those two sides um, relatively close to each other. We've got a fair few fixtures in the Wiltshire Senior Cup. Uh, Calm Town take on Bemerton Heath Harlequins, and then the mouth-watering... Um, prospect of Chippenham Park against Melksham Town there. There's uh, something of a local derby there, a little bit of a needle match. Um, also, we have a fixture in the Somerset FA Premier Cup, Tom. Yeah, the one, I think it was called off last week, so hopefully get a get a game this time. And it's Welton Rovers, uh, they host uh, Larkhall Athletic and 7.30 kickoff. And another fixture in that competition on Wednesday night. Yeah, it should be a good one this, obviously the... Uh, the leaders of uh, the First Division in West United, uh, they host Bradford Town. Blimey. 
now, Friday the 17th of November, Friday night football, and it's an absolute belter, Tom. Yes, I mean, yeah, looking forward to this one. Lake Phillips Cup, uh, brilliant, brilliant game. This should be Bradford Town, obviously, they have got the quick turnaround um, playing Wednesday night. Uh, they're then also on their travels on Friday night, and they take on street. Um, well, yeah, there's not much that can be said about this game. Uh, it should be, should be absolutely fascinating. Um, in the first division on Saturday the 18th of November we start with Bishop Sutton against Roman Glass St George Calm Town uh, entertain Radstock Town and Malmesbury Victoria take on Canesham but Tom we've got lots and lots of Les Phillips Cup, cup action on Saturday haven't we? Yeah lots to look forward to as you say uh, we've got Almondsbury versus Bitten Ashton and Blackwell United they take on Shepton Mallet uh, Bishop's Lydiard host Portishead Town Chipping Sobbury Town travel to take on Bridgewater Town. We've got Bridport versus Willand. Bridlington versus Sherbourne. We've got Bristol Telephone. They host Devizes. That's a two o'clock kickoff. Uh, we've got Buckland versus Caution. Capri Heath versus Chard. Cribsey, Clevedon. Uh, we've got Hallen versus Street. Uh, Melksham. Uh, they travel to take on Odd Down. Uh, we've got Oldland Abertonians against Chiffenden Park. Warminster versus Cheddar. And then finally, we've got Wellington versus Westbury. And as you cast your eye over those fixtures, Tom, what uh, what jumps out at you? Mm, I think the one that will take our fancy is probably Odd Down uh, Melksham. Obviously, Odd Down, my local club, against Melksham, very much um, yeah close to, you, to your home. And uh, yeah, it should be a good game that one. They're both doing pretty well uh, recently, and Odd Down will fancy a fancy a home scalp, I would imagine. The podcast derby. That one. Mm-hmm. Yes, it'll be very interesting when we speak this time next week to see who has bragging rights. But um, um, I can't help but have one eye on Friday night's game between Street and Bradford. Um, two teams that, of course, we talk about an awful lot on the podcast because they win and have been in such good form at the top of the Premier Division. But Bradford Town, of course, with those two fantastic results away at Buckland, which is a very, very difficult place to go. They don't mind going away from home. They're going to Street. I suppose it will be... Uh, interesting to see which of those two sides fancies a, a run in the Les Phillips Cup the most, but I bet that that's well going that's going that game there's going to be well worth the entrance fee. So um, an opportunity on Friday night as well, of course, to get along to that and still enjoy some football uh, on Saturday afternoon as well. There we go. Right then, um, Tom, um, do you want to take us through the league's hot shots before we have a look at the league tables? Yeah, I can have a quick look at those indeed. Uh, in the Premier Division, uh, Gary Higdon still leading the way for Melksham with 16 goals. Uh, Steve Murray uh, doing his best to catch up. He's on 14. Uh, down in the First Division, we've got a new leader. We've got Tom Slater of Divisor Town. He's got 12 league goals. Uh, with Adam Jones of Cheddar also on 12. And then uh, a, a trio of players on 11. Donnie Golding, uh, Marcus Cook and Matt Brown. Uh, in all competitions, uh, Murray has joined Higdon now on 17 goals. Uh, so cup and cup and league action. There's a pair of players on 14 just behind Luke Mortimer of Willand and uh, Sasha Tong of Cadbury. Well, I'll um, I'll have a quick look at the the league tables. Um, Street sitting pretty at the top of the Premier Division. They've played 16 and they've got 38 points. So that's a six point gap between themselves and Willand. Willand do have two games in hand, um, so that could make things interesting at the top of the Premier Division. But um, Street getting those points on the board. Then Melksham Town in third. They've got they've played 16, got 31 points, exactly the same as local rivals Bradford Town. But they've uh, Bradford have got two games in hand, and then. 
in fifth. It's Buckland Athletic. Played 15, 29 points on the board. At the bottom, we can see Wells pulling away from the bottom club, Longwell Green Sports, still on that solitary point after 14 games played. Wells City have played 16, they've got 11 points. The same number of points as Wellington, but Wellington do have three games in hand, as do Helen, who are one point ahead. They've got 12 points from their 13 games. Uh, Tom, do you want to take us through the runners and riders in the first division? Yeah, of course. Um, Westbury, as we mentioned, leading the way. Uh, 17 games played. Won 10 of those and they're on 35 points. Kensham doing really well of late. Uh, they're on 16 games played and they've got 32 points. So winning their game in hand would put them level at the top. Uh, we've got Cheddar and Welton then in third and fourth. They've both played 17. They're on 31 points and 30 points respectively. As are Radstock. They're on 30 points from their 16 games. So it's, uh, it's very tight at the top. Uh, towards the bottom, we've got Porter's Head, their bottom uh, at the moment. 18 games played, they have 10 points. Uh, we've then got Sherbourne on 12 from 17 games. And, and then Cowan and Ashton Backwell, they're 19th and 20th. They've both got 16 points. Tom, thank you very much for your time and all your work in the bulletin. For those listeners who want to have a look at the bulletin with all the tables and the stats from the scorers and the fixtures uh, coming up and the results, where can they find that? That should be on the uh, Toolstation League uh, official website along the top, uh, along the, the tabs, and that should be available in the, the PDF and uh, Word format. And finally, of course, you do also write a column for the non-league paper. Is, uh, is that available in all good bookshops? Of course, yeah, yeah, and that's got a, a little brief summary of the, the three Premier Division games which uh, managed to beat the weather this weekend. Excellent. Tom, thank you very much indeed um, for your time, and uh, we look forward to catching up with you again on next week's Toolstation Western League podcast.